Hey Freelancer, Steve here. Just a heads up, we had some pretty serious issues while we were recording episode 61, taking a look at the forge. Mike and I both lost power um, about 30 minutes into the podcast. Luckily, we record everything on two different systems while we do this, so we never really lose anything unless there's a huge problem. But JD and Devin pick up the slack and they're able to finish out the episode. And so... Just wanted to give you a heads up. Sorry for the issue. We hope to, uh, to prevent this kind of thing in the future. I don't know how we would prevent power outages in the future, but hey, enjoy episode 61 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 61 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, and I am coming live from the Forge with my co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. Guys, so what have you guys uh, been forging up today? I see, Mike, you forged a black shirt. Devin, you forged another flannel shirt like you always have on. I think every episode it's of this podcast flannel? is not flannel. What is that? Yeah, we're gonna let's 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 roll back a second. Is it not flannel? <laughs> Slow down. Not even close to flannel. Flannel flannel it's is a material. material. Right. Flannel is a material. It's not a pattern. It's not a pattern. What really? Yeah, it, is a, it is a fabric. Yeah, it's it's a material. So what do you call the pattern that's on flannel? Depends on what pattern is on it. You could have a zigzag flannel shirt. I've never. You could seen have a plaid. It. You could have a plaid fla- plaid flannel shirt. You could have plaid flannel. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a solid flannel shirt. Do you think you could make the shirt that you're in wearing the forge? right now is flannel? No, it's not. I hope they have a wood texture in the forge. Uh, there is no reason not to have a wood texture after what it we saw be. today. It will be. Well, we it should talk be. about what we saw today. But first, I would like to let you guys know and you know let this sink in. There are 99 days until the game gets released on February 22nd of 2019. There are 92 days until you can get um, Origin Access Premiere access to the game. Or if you get EA Premiere on Xbox or um, the PC, you'll get a week early to play the game. And the demo comes out just only for 10 hours. Just for 10 hours. Um, but the demo comes out only in 78 days, February 1st, 78 <laughs> days, and that's for everyone. I mean, that is like very little time. I know in the stream that they talked about a lot of the bugs that they're working on, and Ben's like, no, nah, that's plenty of time. 78 days, are you kidding me? We are going to have Christmas in there, uh, American Thanksgiving. I know they already had Canadian Thanksgiving. Do they have Canadian Christmas at the same time? I don't know. Who knows what they do up there? But, <laughs> yes, they have Canadian Christmas. Isn't it called Christmas Boxing Day? Um, no, I think Boxing Day is the day after you open all your presents. You have a bunch of boxes, and then you donate your boxes. I think that's what We apologize is. to our Canadian listeners for our Americanizing of your favorite, most cherished holiday. It is there? Oh, man, sorry. So, sorry. That's, not, that's not very much time left. But first, there's a couple things we want to know. Uh, we've got a get-to-know-you get question. Mike, get-to-know-you question you have on here. Favorite supercar? JD, what's your favorite supercar? I, uh... Don't really like supercars. Whatever. Devin's favorite supercar. <laughs> Just because you don't like them doesn't mean you can't like have one that you like to I mean the whole thing is that like I could like I like what am I just gonna say Ferrari? I'm not even sure if that's a supercar. Like I know it's like a really expensive. But it is car. a car. It is a car. And I, yeah. And it's a car's name too. Like hey, look, man. 
right. Yeah. <laughs> Felix, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not aware enough okay. to, to take a stab at it. You know? So here's the setup for this question. My boys right. That is a car. We're playing four as a four, right? We're pretty heavy. Right. We're we're You're playing. We're playing. We're, we're driving all the roads. We're collecting as many cars as we can. My boys are picking their favorite cars. It's kind of fun just to, you know, play with these cars that we will never, ever own. Correct. Because of reasons. And that's why you so, play video games. Exactly. Reasons. So that I can drive the BMW i8 and and wreck it but not die. I've hit <laughs> A lot of posts. Devin, you have a favorite a supercar. Yes. Put the Lamborghini Aventador. Sweet looking vehicle. I think that's the vehicle that they actually put like a uh, aircraft um, jet heads up display inside there. You can cycle it on and off till you have an altimeter and all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if, cool. you, if you ever get that thing off the ground, you're probably in trouble. So, <laughs> so my favorite supercar would be the Austin Martin One One Seven. There's only you know I think there's only um, 117 of those things ever made. I don't know. Not very not very many have been made. So very cool car. James Bond drove it, crashed at one time, and now there's one less in the world. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, the Ferrari Enzo. That is a car. That's also is a, that a supercar? It's also a character from Assassin's Creed. What? No, no that's I'm... Ezio Auditore. Oh, what oh, are you talking you about? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I I, that, which also sounds like a supercar, but then again, I have no, I know nothing about supercars. Tomato, tomato, decal, decal. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> All right, so first of Vinyl, all, decals. <laughs> vinyls and decals. So we'd also like to um, commemorate or remember Stanley. Uh, Stanley passed away this week. Uh, someone that had a huge impact, I think, on all of our lives just because of, you know, growing up reading comic books, you know, the movies that we have today and how big Marvel is today is all thanks to growing Stanley. Growing up just being alive in America. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Spider-Man cartoons, those had a huge impact on me when I was growing up, so... I mean, he was 95, so I don't think it's, like, super sad that, you know, he didn't, you know, he could have, there could there's worse ways to go, but, you know, he, he's 95, he lived a very long life, like, if you, anything yep. you listen to, anything you read about Stanley, super positive guy all the time, loved his fans, and just kind of a joy to see him on the big screen, and I know they've recorded a bunch of his cameos for future movies, so we'll be seeing him on the big screen for, for a little while to come anyway, as long as they don't try to CGI him into future movies, that would be kind of sad, but, <laughs> yeah. So real quick, before we dive into a couple of things that we heard about, we have had some news about comic books, and then we'll talk about the stream that we saw today. Um, there have been a couple of rumors going around that has been picked up on Reddit. A lot of people have been talking about it. There was an individual that predicted that um, Sony would pull out of E3 of next year, and Sony today announced that they're going to be pulling out of E3. And in that same post, they mentioned that Anthem was in trouble, and it runs terribly on current-gen systems, and that there was going to be a delay. So a lot of people took this as, you know, because the E3 thing was true that, you know, it's probably true that Anthem is in trouble and there was going to be another delay. Um, Devin, you reached out to Ben. What did Ben tell you today about the delay? Well, I didn't reach out to him, but he talked about it on Discord. So Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I was going to ask him about it, but he already answered the question on Discord. So, um, and then it was, that article was later updated that said it was false information because Ben said, uh, if you're talking about the thing that says, you know, Anthem's going to have a delay, that's not true. There's no delay. So Okay. And that's from the horse's mouth. Sorry, Ben, you're not a horse, but, you know, that's how the saying goes. So you get to be the horse in this scenario. You can be an Australian horse. Do they have horses in Australia? Of course they do. I don't Haven't know. Haven't you ever seen the man I've... from Snowy River? Look, no, I've Hello? never even heard of that. Jim, Jim Craig? Look, if they what? didn't have horses in Australia, what else would their spiders eat? I don't know. People? people? Alligators? 
So the other thing that we heard about, we finally heard about um, the comic that they 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 had announced that there was going to be a comic um, produced by Dark Horse a while ago, and we finally got our first scoop on this. Mike, will you read um, the first part of this scoop on the comic that we are going to be receiving? Bioware is doing things. That, nope, that's not it. Yeah, it is. That is it. Bioware Bioware is doing things a little differently with their upcoming online action RPG anthem, and many are wondering what this new direction means for the developer and their play experience. But it is not just javelins and fun with friends. The game also offers stunning environments to explore with tons of discoveries to make. It's because of that Bioware and Dark Horse are teaming up once more to deliver even more adventures with this stunning new universe. Dark Horse exclusively revealed to us our incredible first look at this new comic series about the upcoming Bioware journey. The brand new adventure will have a three will be a three issue comic miniseries that will serve as a prequel to the main game coming out in February of next year. We will also have a first look at what's to come in the reveal of the action packed cover for issue number one below. And then it says the synopsis here, and this is from comicbook.com. I, f- I forgot to mention that in the beginning. This is where this article originated from. With writers from Mac- comicbook.com. Yeah. With writers Mac Walters from Mass Effect and Foundation and Alexander Fred. Freed? That's probably Freed. Freed. Alexander Freed. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. At the helm is the new series writers alongside, art- alongside artist Eduardo Francisco. Infinite Crisis, Fight of the Multiverse. I'm um, pretty sure that's a DC thing. Um, the newest narrative will follow a young boy named Kismet. According to the publisher, he was rescued during an ambush by Yaro. So, well, Yaro did the ambushing? Hmm. No, that's probably not true. He was probably no, rescued, rescued by Yaro. rescued by Yaro during an ambush. Come on, English major. Well, it says he was rescued during an ambush by Yaro. Was the ambush being done by Yaro? Is he a fiend? Um, no, anyway, you probably gotta not. Okay, read the- okay anyway. I gotcha. Anyway. Who is one of the freelancers suited up in those epic javelins seen in-game? Suddenly, Orphan, See? the new comic no. series, will follow both he and his adoptive sister, Yanni. Is it Yanni or Janny? I'm going to say... Janny. In a fight for a better future, both <laughs> for themselves and humanity. The first issues is is set to hit shelves on February twenty seventh of twenty nineteen, the perfect time for the newest game from the studio's arrival. Promising new adventure will be avail- the promising new adventure will be available to pre order in major retailers such as Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, and others. You can also scoop it up at your local comic shop as well if you have a local comic shop comic shop in your area. Um, hopefully you do. A lot of little towns probably don't have a comic shop, but you can always get it through Amazon. So, guys, when you heard this announcement, um, initial impressions on you know what the series is all about. Devin, go. Uh, I thought it was interesting. They're they're telling some backstory, you know. But um, I always like it to tell different stories. So, I mean, that's that's fine with me. Uh, I like. I've been collecting the Halo comics for a long time. Uh, usually, I wait till they're all in one book because that's what. Halo's been doing where they release multiple issues and they put the whole series in a book together, uh, so I don't have to have separate, you know, comic books sitting around collecting dust or whatever, you know. But you just have uh, one book around sitting around collecting dust. Yeah, no, they're all stacked <laughs> up in my in my room. There's all these books everywhere, and everyone's like, "Where are all these books? <laughs> where are all these <laughs> books go?" It's also so comics store, but it's easier to display that way. Also, when they're in one solid book, I forget there's the name for it when they put them all in a, in a hardback form. Um, yeah, JD, you have you have comments on this. You have feelings. Express your feelings to the world. Well, um, 
so they've done Bioware's done plenty of comics with Dark Horse in the past. Um, I know that when we talked about tie-in novels and tie-in comics in, uh, in a previous episode of the podcast, I'd mentioned that they, you know, they've done some comic series here and there. And uh, honestly, they've always been kind of hit or miss. Um, there's only there's only been maybe like a couple of the of uh, a couple of them that were actually pretty good. Um, I never read Mass Effect Foundation. I heard decent things about it, um, but I do think it's not exactly um, the fact the fact that it's hitting uh, hitting the the shelves on the same day as the game. Um, I don't know. That, that, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way because I feel like if you're going to do that, you should either do it like before the game comes out or, you know, like a couple months after the game comes out because putting it out on the same day, it just, it's like, what, do you really expect people to like take themselves away from the main game to read your comic at that time? Like you could have released it mm-hmm. earlier and like had it like hype up people for your game, you know? Well, it comes out five days after it comes out, right? So it's the next week. Oh, five days after it comes out. So oh, it's yeah. five, five days, days after the 22nd. Uh, more days, so five, seven, 12 days after um, people are going to be playing it on the 15th if they have it through Origin Premiere. So yeah. I, I also agree that it's very odd that this is a prequel that is coming out after the game. I felt, and I, ex- I expect this on, expressed this on Twitter, and there's a couple of people that, you know, had said that, you know, it's not that big of a deal that it's coming out later. You know, I would think that this would be a way to hype your game if you're going to put it out earlier. Um, mm-hmm. so I, so I don't exactly know. And, and it's a prequel. So I have an issue with the prequel coming out after, um, after the game is released. Cause like you say, JD, yeah. and, you know, usually a prequel, you know, for a lot of book series and stuff, you know, an author, will, an author will put out a, a series, you know, years later, he'll do a prequel. It's never like, you know, this, my game is releasing now. I'll put a prequel five days after because people are going to still be playing the game. I mean, it is going to be hard for people to pull themselves away from the game unless it's, I mean, it's not that hard to read a comic when you're in the bathroom, when you're at work or whatever, but I think you don't borrow comics. So, you know, it's, and, and it's weird that it is being released after, like, I don't, I don't understand it that much because then it's not really a driver to your game. I think maybe there was potential that if someone, you know, someone that actually is into comics. And another thing is like this article, like the only news you would have found out about this is if you're tapped into the Anthem stream of information, because this was put out on a bunch of comic sites. I know there's a lot of people that are a fan of comics. Um, I don't think it's as great as it used to be. So, you know, the the Anthem official Twitter account, there was no blog post about this. I know John retweeted the the original article like a day later. So it doesn't seem yeah. like there was a lot of like pomp and circumstance over something like this either, which I thought was kind of weird. I figured this would be something like, hey, this is leading up to our new IP. Go check it out. Tell your friends. Tell all your comic book friends. Get them interested in maybe getting, you know, into the game. Well, I mean, it's only three comics, right? So that's the other thing that's kind of disappointing is there's only three comics, and it's a three three part mini series, which um, yeah, I was hoping for more. I mean, I don't know. It's a new IP, so maybe they're not well, going to commit to more than just their three. established IPs. Even with their established IPs, they never do more than a few issues. Like I think their longest series is maybe only like twelve issues or something like that, and that's and and that's for like. They didn't start doing that until later. Like this is the first time that they that that they're having a comic for like a new IP. Like both the Mass Effect comics and the Dragon Age comics were 
published like well after both had found had found success. Yeah, um, I think just for me, like because like I said earlier, I'm used to the Halo ones where they do like six or seven comics, but they've already announced okay, this is going to be like a three part series, but the series is more than just you know that one set of seven. It's like three or four of them, you know. So there's uh, quite a bit to look forward to for months uh, on the comic scene. Right. And I don't think comics are as popular as they used to be. I mean, there's definitely a huge decline in comic shops and people actually buying comics. I mean, and to have a successful comic, you don't actually have to sell that many that many issues compared to, to like a book or something. Um, and then, I know, you know, thinking about this, when Overwatch released, like before their release, they put out a bunch of online comics that you didn't have to purchase. You were just able to go in, read them, you know, tons of you know, things popped up after that. It got a lot of people interested. I mean, every time a new comic came out, there was tons of talk about it on the Overwatch Reddit. Um, so I, I, I'm really excited that there's stories coming out before um, that give us more information about Anthem. I'm not super excited to hear about, you know, the kids and how they got orphaned. Just that snippet doesn't really interest me that much. Um, I would rather have, you know, read something about Helena of Tarsus. That would have probably gotten me more interested in the comic. I mean, obviously, we'll probably all still buy this just because, you know, we're tapped into Anthem and that's what we're going to do. We'll probably, you know, try to do some giveaways to, you know, just because, I mean, that this kind of at the point where we're at, it's like, okay, it's Anthem. We're going to be into it because we do a podcast about it. But it's not like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm like super excited about the 27th of February because the comic comes out because I'll be playing the game. You know, and I'll read it, but, you know, it's not something that's, like, going to drive me to go, you know, oh, I forgot this. I got to go read it. So, I don't know. Just kind of interesting. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's being made. Maybe it's just not for me. So, and that's fine. Not everything has to be for me. It can be for other people, and it can bring other people into into the Anthem universe. So, Mike, comments? Um, prequels need to be... It- if it's gonna, if it's before the game release, it should be before. That's my only thing. I have an issue with prequels also, and things being things being um, put out after the initial canon is put out, and so that's just me. All right, fair enough. Moving on to the big thing that happened today, November fifteenth, the um, Forge live stream. So Ben Irving was on with Francis, and was on with Leah. And they kind of gave us an overview of what the Forge is, what we're going to be doing in the Forge, and how we're going to manipulate it to make our javelins look as cool as we can possibly make them. Unfortunately for me, since I have like zero design, you know, ability in my body, (laughs) my javelins are all just going to probably be blue and maybe white. And there's going to be tons of people that actually have skill with this running around and having really cool javelins. So, you know, first thing we got in, they showed us that they're... Man, there's a ton to do in this thing. So the first time you get into the Forge screen, there's a couple things that we see. There's a section for the loadout. They did not go into the loadouts at all. They are going to save that for another stream. So we didn't get to see anything about our gear pieces. We didn't get to see the weapons and those other bits and bobs that are going to make our power um, better. This is all the vanity portion of it. Bits and bobs. All right. So first of all, there are a couple things we can change. Um... Under the appearance tab, we have things we can select. We can select our helmet. You can select your arms. You can select the chest. You can select legs. You can select paint. 
You can select vinyls or decals. They keep calling them decals. I don't know if they're trolling us or if that's actually how, you know, that's what they're they're actually called. Maybe I've been <clears> saying <throat> decals wrong no, my whole life. Don't you remember when uh, Mike talked to us about that when he came on to our – well, you weren't there. No, no I there. wasn't. I still listen to the episode, <laughs> but did he call them decals also? Yeah, he called them decals. And we were like, oh, always, oh well, you'll find about that later. And we were, like, confused with it. Yeah, maybe I'm – if you Again, can, I'm pretty sure it's just the pronunciation of decals from those who live <clears> up north. I but don't... like, but Ben's in like Texas. <laughs> well, but he's not from Texas. No, he's from Australia. So you're saying all Canadians and Australians say decal as decals? I I am not. Hey, it's all part of the Commonwealth. Telling how anybody talks and mm. says anything. I'm not that guy. Okay, I was just, just I'm saying. just curious. I'm not like just judging saying. people. I'm not like it's interchangeable. Decal. I'm not right. decal oh, decals and vinyl. I don't know if it's interchangeable, but <laughs> it is according to the stream today. Okay. Right? So So then you've got your vinyls not or your decals, deal. and then you've got your wear state, and then you've got animations, which are kind of emotes. So first thing going into this, we were able to see more than emotes. More than emotes um animations slash emotes, um to where you can victory actually, poses, yeah, victory entry. poses, entries. But under the helmet, we got to see that they had seven different helmets that we could choose from. We didn't get to see all of them. We were only able to see two of them. We have our default Javelin helmet, and then we were able to see the Legion of Dawn helmet. One thing that's very interesting, when they talked about the design of the Javelins, um, Francis says they built the system around customization. And the first thing they did was they established their visual target first and then worked backwards from that. So... He, he spoke about Mass Effect on how Mass Effect, like the marketing for Mass Effect, you got to see the coolest appearance of, um, it's not Ryder. Well, I'm gonna, I'll just say Ryder because I'm playing on Andromeda right now. So the coolest appearance of Ryder, that was like the marketing thing. This is the armor that their Pathfinder is going to have. This is what it looks like to be a Pathfinder. Then everything after that was just kind of, you know, it wasn't the coolest. It was kind of dull. It was kind of toned down. So they wanted to change that. So JD, like you've played all the Mass Effect. Is that kind of true? Like, you know, the main N7 armor was the coolest looking armor and everything after that was just kind of like, eh, we had time, we put this together, and here you go. So it, it's it's kind of a very interesting thing, um, with especially in Andromeda, because you can unlock the uh, N7 suit from Mass Effect 3 as something your character can wear. That's one of the best looking suits in Andromeda. The N7 uh, suit... Uh, that is, uh, you know, from Ryder's father, Alec Ryder, is also one of the best-looking suits in Andromeda. Um, but just that first level. The later levels of it don't look as good because it's no longer the default appearance. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of work that's put into Bioware games, you know, like giving, like, an iconic look to their main characters. And that often becomes the default, um, like, armor, like the thing that you start off with uh, pretty early on. And what you end up, uh, I, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, usually I don't like just going with the default. You know, I like to have, like, my own kind of look. But the the, the terrible thing is, is that a lot of the time uh, in Bioware games, you have this awesome-looking default thing, but you don't want to use it because you want to be original. And, or if you tweak it from the original, it just doesn't look as good. So there are other armor designs in the game that didn't get as much uh, time or budget or resources put into it as the main one. And it's it's apparent in Mass Effect 3. It's apparent in Mass Effect 2. You know, um, it's in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. The only uh, game in recent memory that kind of had less of this was uh, probably 
uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. But it just looks like there were only a handful of good-looking outfits and stuff to use as opposed to just one. But there was still, like, a lot of trash. So... Right, and the interesting thing about this system is they built this system to where the ranger that we have seen in all the promotion stuff, that is like that is your base ranger. That's not going to change. Yep. It is your <clears throat> default common ranger. Well, well, I guess I shouldn't say that because I'm not 100% sure because this ranger that we saw was a level 4 common ranger. I don't know mm-hmm. if like a unique ranger is going to be different. I don't know if it's, its base is going to be different, but right now, anytime that they equipped a, an item other than the helmet, those parts just attach right onto that base ranger skin. So there mm-hmm. wasn't anything yeah. changing. Like your, The physical ranger itself wasn't changing. You were just adding pieces onto it. So you weren't, yeah. which is pretty interesting because I didn't think it would work that way. I figured that you would just completely be changing every part of that arm. It's like if you want to change the arm out for that sentinel arm, you're taking this whole arm piece off and you're going to replace it with a new one. Nope, you're just going to be adding pieces on, which is kind of interesting. And we saw seven different arms that you could select. They only went over the default and the Legion of Dawn stuff, the chest. You could see that they had a really cool looking tunic. They had a couple other pieces that you, you couldn't really tell exactly what they were, but they're pretty widely different from what we saw the base ranger having. Teasing us. Yeah. And they and they Crazy did tease us a bunch. Like the Ranger helmet, we saw some pretty cool things. There was there was one that looked like it was it looked like a scar helmet. It had some mesh or some foliage coming down around it. We saw one that looked like mm-hmm. the Sentinels that we've seen in the, in Fort Tarsus. We saw another helmet that looked like the other Rangers we saw in the CD underbelly when they, we go to talk to Halleck. Spice Market. The Spice Market, the spice. we saw those guys. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and there was only seven. There were slots for a bunch more. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more. The Legion of Dawn, yeah. um, I'm not a huge fan of the Legion of Dawn helmet for the Ranger. It looks a little bit too big and white for me. There were a couple different color schemes that I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. But, you know, just kind of base... Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the helmet for the Legion of Dawn. It reminds me of Shredder from Ninja Turtles. And, and I was thinking that, too, because it definitely does have a samurai vibe to it. And it, it is, babies! And it is kind of wide in the back. So so pretty cool stuff. So we got to see all that. And then they, and then they went into the paint schemes. What? Okay, so we, went into the, so we went into the paint schemes. And there are six different areas that you can select to change color. To change material so this at first i thought you know yeah we're going to be able to change color um but nope you get to change textures you get to change you know what material, material. this stuff is made out of um i think i counted wood pattern. there's not didn't I, didn't, I didn't see wood pattern yet but that's probably the the master class um no reason not to <laughs> that's going to be the master class that we have to unlock at the end game so the six different sections that you can change, there's a primary hard, there's secondary hard, tertiary hard, then there's primary soft, secondary soft, tertiary soft. So the hard the hard areas are, you know, the pieces of metal that you're going to be changing on your Ranger. Then primary, there's like that undersuit that you're going to be wearing that, you know, and all the different color schemes are already set up for you. You don't get to go in and pick individual pieces of armor that you want to change. Those are kind of preset um, just so it makes it easier so you're not changing, you know, 100 different pieces of color. Uh, of armor i'm sure there would be a lot of people that would like to do that um mike do you think six is is too much do you think six is you know not enough i think i think it's i think it's bordering on too many options for me it is for me it's too many options because just looking at the way that that francis was going in and changing it it seemed like for me anyway and and unless he put 
one of the um, one of the uh, soft, like the tertiary or the secondary soft, unless he put that on a pattern, I actually couldn't tell where it was. And so for me, I would think, well, maybe you could just combine that with another color because if you can't really tell where that line is, because there was one that was like a strip that came down right around the shoulders. And then it also, I think, kind of outlined the legs a little bit. And it was just a real thin strip. And and so I'm like, okay, I can understand why you might want to put like a racing stripe there and stuff. But but for me, six was bordering on too many, too many places to put color. For me, Devin, but Devin wanted to say something. He did, so we'll let him <laughs> say did. something. Because he was like, because he was like, no, six isn't enough. I need, <laughs> I need one for each finger. I need one for each toe. There's the kneecap. Let's just follow the muscular structure and make sure that we can change every muscle fiber in this body. <laughs> right, Devin? No, I mean six is fine. I mean it's not too complicated for me. I think there's a lot oh, of options for each of those. <laughs> That's Steven, not me. <laughs> ah! What was what was Mike's name on our trip to uh, EA Play? I you don't want to know. I think you we don't want to know. The, uh, yeah, we probably. Anyway, go ahead. It was like something like short arm or something. I don't know. Hey, it was probably short. Arm. <laughs> short round. Short, short round. something. I don't know. Short round. But uh, um, yeah, no, I think because of all the options that you can do with every single one of those pieces, you know where. You don't just have to make it metal. It can be all the different cloth materials and then all the different colors that you can change. Plus adding all of the, you know, then on top of that you have the vinyls and then um, there's a lot that you can do there, but you can also just make it all the same color and you can choose real quick so you don't have to make it super complicated for people like Mike who can't handle complicated. Um. I will ice bread their feet off. On that note, it would be kind of nice, and I think they talked about this a little bit, one one person asked the question, are there going to be some preset color schemes to choose from? And I think, Steve, did Leah say that they were going to work on that? She was going to take it back or something? So that makes sense. So when she I mean, had, even if you wanted to add, like, you mean just, like, basic, you maybe, you know, a, a camouflage color palette or a frost color palette, you know, like when Ben was naming his... Frosty his the devil. snowman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, something like that, easy gives you the preset colors, preset fabrics, preset textures. You can just select it, turn it on. Um, but we're also going to be able to build that on our own. Hmm. But if you don't want to do that, it makes sense to have maybe two or three that you can just select. I mean, even if there's even quick. if there's a random button that can oh, randomly yeah. generate stuff, I mean, that would make it easy. Like, hey, you know, throw on this random thing. What's it look like? And they did say that they want to be able to, if you set up a color scheme for your Ranger that you really like, if there would be a quick way to apply that to the Interceptor, the Colossus, and the Storm. And I think that's what Leah was talking about when she said she was, or, yeah, Leah? Leah? Leah. Leah. I think that's what she said when she was talking about she was going to take that back because that would be something really nice that you could do. It's like, hey, this is really cool. I want to apply mm-hmm. this everywhere. It would even be cool that if you have like, hey, you know, our guild is wearing this for this run, for this race. Let's all apply the same thing. You could do that. Maybe there would be an easy way to share your yeah. color loadout. <clears throat> you know, just make a so quick little link or something. After launch, I'm yeah, sure. After launch. Launch. Well, and, so, and so Forza has something like that where when you get a new car, you download a color scheme that a user has created, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that might be cool in Anthem, you know, especially for those of us who are not that creative. 
and yeah. I don't think I am. And I think so. there's people that you know this. This isn't the, like their main draw to the game is like you know decorating their their digital doll. So having that option to do it quickly to some to someone that has spent the time to make something really cool that would be some that would be a nice quality of life thing that they could have. So I yeah. I think six is good. I mean. There's so many different customization options. I mean, if you were to do the math on the different permutations of a javelin that you can make out of this, it's probably a large number <laughs> that I can't calculate. There are six. I mean, I think there's going to be over 63 different materials that you can choose from. So even there, plus all the different. Well, that colors, was just what we saw today, right? That's just what yeah. we saw today. <clears throat> then when we when we look at the different colors that we have, I mean, this it's a full color wheel. There's no like mm-hmm. Halo multiplayer. <laughs> here's your 12 colors, and you know you never get a real black. This is like no nope, <laughs> any color you can think of. You know, it, it makes it nice so that you're not going to run into someone that looks that close to you if you spend the time in the forge because you can make something wholly unique which is and if you do that's going to be weird if you do you should find that that person in real life it's your doppelganger because that's something that we've complained about you know for forever in games it's like you get to the end game you look exactly the same with this raid gear armor that you found when you were you know raiding in karazhan or you know this is the same beanie i found in the dark zone and hey that guy has the same beanie on you know, this mm-hmm. is, and you can change the colors in here and you can make it different. And looking at the storm that Francis was making, and granted, Francis was like a wizard with the system. I mean, he was flying through that <laughs> thing so fast, like setting up default colors, adding in his custom colors, deleting custom colors. I had no idea what he was doing half the time, but he was making this stuff and it looked really good. Um, so if you get good enough at this, I'm sure, I'm sure this is the thing he's been doing, you know, a ton of. So it's probably second nature <laughs> to him. He's probably doing <laughs> different colors. So. I mean, it's it's a really cool system that is going to make it color? so... You, you can't dream in color. I usually dream in black and white. So I can dig uh, it. So, Well, if I may, I, I do have to say that I like, I, I like a lot of what I saw today. Um, but I do think that um, what, what I saw is definitely going to be intimidating to some people. Um, I, I, I feel that like with almost 100% certainty that people are probably going to feel uh, somewhat intimidated because that's a lot of material options. You know, that's, uh, I, I feel at the very least they would benefit from having some kind of like categorization of materials. Like, cause they have like a few different types of leather. They had a few different types of metal. They had a few different mm-hmm. types of, you know, this and that. And I think even just like breaking it into like a, a list where you can like look at individual materials instead of just having 63 materials, like 63 circles just all pop up on the same menu. I feel like that's going to, like, that's a lot of stuff to look through. So, I mean, you're not going to have all of that at once. You know, you're not going to have all that stuff right at the beginning. You know, you have to unlock yes, stuff. But, I mean, the things. potential exists to have it eventually. Yeah, but I mean, they already had stuff where it's like the first stuff was metal, and then it went to cloth, and then there's wood at the very bottom that you can't see. They graded out, but uh, uh, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I think there's stuff there. Uh, they like I said, they don't want to make too many um, sub menus that go over stuff. So, I don't know. if they, they don't want to do menus on top of menus. So, it talks about, yeah, hey, Stephen was talking about the 63 different materials that we saw. And that was just from today. So, we kind of already talked about that. Um, the one thing I did see about those materials, like the metal and stuff, um, I thought it was interesting. I liked that they, you know, we kind of talked briefly about, uh, I should have just kept recording while we were talking. But <laughs> 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 um, 
But we talked about how it's cool, you know, that you can change your textures, right? So you can change the texture uh, of, you know, the of all the armor and stuff like that. But you can also change the material that's driving the texture. So you can have welds on there. You can have that dragon skin that we've seen or the dragon scales. Um, you know, uh, the welds that were on there, uh, I examine welds for a living, uh, living <laughs> for a living. And, uh, you know, those are some super good welds. Uh, I think it'd be cooler, you know, basically based on the aesthetic if they had really rough looking welds, especially for something like the Colossus or other things where it can show like, all right, this is really, you know, homemade, really rough kind of looking, you know, it, it'll, it's not going to pass any code requirements, but it's going to hold it together, and it looks kind of yeah. rough. So, I mean, I know they have those different layers of wear, but I'm I'm hoping for maybe some more weld where they can, you know, see that it's okay. This looks pretty rough, you know, but it's it's holding it together. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, what did you think? So the ne- they showed off the vinyls, right? What did you think about the vinyls? Um. So j- if. Honestly, it's probably going to be a uh, um, a bit of a uh, toss-up as to whether or not I'm going to be using any of the vinyls because mm-hmm. um, in, in games that I've played in the past that had um, any kind of customization, like, you know, car customization with, like, vinyls on them, like, if, if they're too intrusive um, in terms of, like, the overall design that I'm looking for, I'm probably not going to use them. Like, maybe I might use, like, maybe, like, a symbol on the chest or maybe on the arm or something like that but not something that's like all over the body and really interrupts my color scheme. Um, but I did like, um, I did like a, a, some of the vinyls that we saw. I think a lot of people are going to, if you're not feeling particularly creative, um, mm-hmm. like for the people that don't really, you know, want to go whole into the, you know, like the individual materials and color customization, I feel like the vinyls provide a really, uh, really clean alternative. I am a little disappointed that um, you can't seem to uh, modify the colors of the vinyls right now. Um, yeah. Well, they did say it was pretty complicated, right? Like Francis said, it it, it does change yeah. quite a bit of stuff. But I, I don't know how it's more complicated than changing your own colors, right? I mean, I guess yeah, it's only a few things and you're changing that specific pattern. So, I mean, that might take up more memory for the, uh, you know, for the, the textures and stuff. But... I mean, the only thing that I, I could think of in that particular case is that maybe it was a uh, an example of, okay, th- it's something that they could do, but it's something that they're not going to do because they can sell recolors of vinyls. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, so if you want, like, a different color version of the same pattern, you know, that you can sell that as a separate thing or a separate unlockable. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it basically means that they can keep putting out additional things uh, but with minimal work, which is great for like a live service game and for like microtransactions, because it's like, oh yeah, do you want that like uh, that you know snow camo? Do you want that desert camo? You want that urban camo? Like, yeah, those are they, all they don't have to be like patterns. super expensive either. You know, I mean, yeah, no, it takes some work, but it's not going to take a huge amount once they get the basic pattern set and the design, and then they can go through and and change. I think you know vinyls to me. They were cool, and like you said, it really depends on how intrusive they are. I, I was kind of hoping that you could change or, or pick, you know, okay, I want the vinyl to only show on these pieces. You know, I think that would be something that would be yeah. cool. It's like, I'll just have it show on the arms or just on the helmet, you know. Or maybe scale it, you know. Yeah, uh, that that would definitely be interesting. Because um, like we were talking about last week, we were hoping kind of with that, uh, you know, the thing on the helmet that, 
that was something that you could put on like with a sticker or whatever, but it's the vinyls, and that's still pretty cool, and I'm, I'm interested to see what, what the rest of them look like. I think that's definitely going to be something for Steven and Mike, I mean, who both, they're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, they'll use the, the customization system, but they're not going to, you know, invest as much time as, say, you or I are going to into oh, yeah. designing our, our own look for our javelins, so. Um, so the next thing, um, it's like, I'm really happy because at the moment I saw it in the live stream today, I remembered the episode, uh, I don't remember exactly which episode. Uh, number it was but i remember saying in a previous episode of our podcast that i was wondering if the tarnishing system uh from dragon age inquisition was going to show up in anthem and yeah. it looks like it is yeah um like it was i don't think it was fully implemented in inquisition um and i figured like i, I thought that that was a really cool idea but it looks like um it looks like you can instead of it like I, i'm not sure if it's going to be degrading um, you know, feel free to tell me how it came across to you, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be tarnishing out in the field. But, um... Um, yeah, I don't think it like tarnishes over time or wears over time. They don't have. I think Mark even uh, answered that in one of his questions, where they're like, "Oh, does your armor wear yeah. down over time?" And he's, you know, they have those wear states that you can choose, but it doesn't do that naturally over time. I don't, I don't believe it does yeah. that. <clears throat> Which is good because I I don't really like it when it when material does that. I mean it's it's kind of hit and miss for me. Uh, one of the things like in Red Dead Redemption is like your weapons and stuff get tarnished as they get dirty and everything, and so they lose yeah. you know uh, effectiveness. Um, but obviously with with the armor and stuff, it's all cosmetic. It has nothing to do with your levels or how you know your power level or any whatever they're going to call it. You know for doing damage and other things. So <clears throat> that. All the cosmetics have nothing to do with it, which is great, you know. Yeah. And I really like how they implemented it. You know, I know Stephen was talking about how it's different, and you know, you have your base ranger, and then you attach things or take them off, and that's what it can be. I think that's a really great way of having. Okay, here's the base ranger because all the rangers are the same, but you can change their look by adding on the different components and making it your own ranger instead of being like, okay, I don't even know what that looks like. Is that that's a ranger, but it has really big stuff or or not, you know? So, yeah, um, I did like you know. Uh, obviously, in this video, I'm gonna put in a bunch of images from the stream uh, on the YouTube version. But <clears throat> I did like how your gear. Uh, we talked about this briefly. How your gear changes with your colors, um, and especially with some of the designs that they showed off that Francis was doing. Um, I really liked the the level of detail in the armor and in the textures and everything. It just looks you know, really good. I mean, what did you think about the level of detail? Um, so the level of detail that you're able to uh, create and modify your javelin with, um, like we were saying while we were waiting for uh, uh, Steve and Mike to come back, that like it's, it's it kind of even surpasses uh, Warframe, which to me that was my 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 standard for like, or where the bar was set for me in terms of like the game with the most customization and with them introducing the material components, like we were saying kind of earlier, it's really cool. Um, that they have the, um, that they have the ability to, uh, change the materials and like the overall like lighting or effect of the javelin. But the fact that you can change so much of it, like you can change as little of it or as much of it as you want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like, um, we've been seeing a lot of different designs on Twitter. Uh, we've also been seeing, uh, we saw a few on the stream. And they're, 
um, aside from just like some like one of the rangers that had like a kind of poor color combination, the one that was trying to look like Boba Fett, um, <laughs> you know, because green and red are, together are an ugly combo. I just figured uh, he was going for a Christmas elf look. Um. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was such it's such an ugly combo of colors. But the whole thing is that every one of those, uh, if it wasn't because of the colors, then it was because of the parts being used. And sometimes the parts and the coloring look great together. Mm-hmm. And I was just thoroughly impressed by how much you could change on your javelin. And uh, yeah. if it looks like we have as many options as, uh, or even half as many options as that were being shown in the stream, I feel like a lot of people are going to be very happy with being able to create exactly the type of uh, javelin they want in terms of appearance and potentially play style, depending on how that part goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be cool. You know, there's lots of possibilities and, you know, a lot of fun things that you can do. I do hope in the future, you know, that we, we were talking about that you can create it and then share it with your friends or, or make it so that people can, like, oh, okay, this guy put a lot of time into that, and I really like that, so I'm going to use that, and then I'm going to change it and, and make it my own. You know, I think that would be something that's pretty cool. Um, so another thing they showed off, we, we touched on it briefly already, was the animations and emotes. Uh, they had... They didn't show off any of the, you know, um, what do they call it, like the end of mission or whatever, the victory poses. You know, they didn't show those off because they're still working on those or getting them into the the build. And they didn't show off any of the intros like we've seen in the past where, you know, the storm has come in or the rangers dropped in. And those are all your intro animations, you know, when you join a game, when you join your friend's game, things yeah. like that. So there's going to be tons of customization there. They did show off a bunch of emotes which i was super stoked about we kind of already knew you know they were going to be doing some of this but um and we had kind of hoped for for a lot and it looks like they're they're going to do a lot of cool stuff um you know some of the things they showed off uh if you haven't watched it you should definitely watch it but we'll list some of those here uh they have air boxing a big laugh a clap don't talk to me that one was pretty funny uh, <laughs> the finger guns. I'm the whole time I was thinking about this because I know Mike hates emotes, and so I was like, "Oh, Mike's you know, and it's great that he's not here right now, so we can <laughs> so we can just say well, whatever." I was I was uh, I was in agreement on, with Mike on that, but like I like I was saying uh, in that episode of the podcast uh, way back when, it uh, as long as it doesn't get like too ridiculous for me, like. Um, I think, um, you know, clapping, uh, like, like I could see somebody like in the field, like doing finger guns, you know, just as like, as a joke or air boxing. I've seen people do that. Um, B-boy taunt. I'm not too sure about, I haven't seen it in action yet, but it sounds ridiculous. Kung Fu form, kind of ridiculous. Uh, but honestly, I, mean, I think those are all great, that, right? <laughs> you know, the one, the ones that we saw. The ones that we saw on the stream, they all look good. I will say that. They look good. Yeah, no, the, um, the animations are definitely tight. And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, there's all these different ones that, you know, all these are going to work with all the different types of javelins. And, like, uh, what is it? <laughs> you know, she was saying the the Colossus doing a backflip was pretty good to see. You know. I want to see that. They were really so shy bad. about showing off the Colossus today. And I was like, why don't you want to show off the Colossus? <laughs> but, uh well, they did say that one of the one of the javelins was having issues, and that's why they didn't want to show a bunch of them today. But Francis so is like, probably the Colossus. We're just gonna do this, you know. We're we're going for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So they they showed off some really good, you know, real briefly when they were 
ticking the boxes as Ben said of showing off the different javelins um you know before they went on so um lots of really cool stuff we're going to have the links to the episode we're going to ha- I mean it's up on our YouTube channel if you guys want to check that out we have the stream there uh we're also going to have um I'll put the links in the YouTube video uh so you can find those as well if you want to watch just straight from Twitch uh that's cool but we have the same you know stuff already on the YouTube channel is there anything yeah. else, JD, that you noticed or that uh, you wanted to talk about from the stream today that we haven't? Well, um, just 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 a couple of things, real quick. You know, just kind of to recap because I feel like we we um, you know, like it's an unusual episode today. So a couple things, you know, kind of out of order. But yeah. um, it, uh, I, I know we talked about it off stream. I can't remember if we talked about it on stream though. Um, you can make your own color palettes, which is really cool. Um, like you do have the color wheel, but if you find those like perfect colors, you can definitely like throw them in, make your own color palettes, which is cool. Um, you can't make custom logos, which I know was kind of sad news to a few people. That's kind of, you know, it's, it's iffy territory, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's done in a lot of games, but. Yeah. Like the whole thing is that, you know, the, obviously, um, you know, you run the problem of, like, people making certain offensive images, you know, <laughs> uh, things that resemble uh, rocket ships, as, uh, you know, I might I might say to some of my students. Uh, you know, like, like no, you know, no, no, no drawing rocket ships on the desk. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, uh, we saw the decals, of course. Uh, yeah, so no custom logos. You can make your own uh, color palettes. Um, you can name your loadout. So if you have a certain yeah. appearance that you like, you can have it named a certain way. And they did. Uh, so again, she said, "What they had five right for, in that build currently." Five or for five. now, but it was going. Well, uh, there's it could change. Well, and what I thought was interesting though, she said there was five, but on the loadouts they had there, it said so many of eight. Like they had four of eight rangers and two of eight colossus, two of eight. You know, for each of those things. So I thought it was interesting that she said there yeah. was only five when. The build on screen showed eight. An older version of the game, or maybe like they said that they are still like they're in between it right now, so that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, everything um, they're going to show off isn't going to be the most current build because obviously that has is going to have more issues, you know. So just like with any demos oh, yeah. or betas, it's always you know several months behind. So um, until I'm guessing, you know, the the final the actual demo that everyone's going to play in uh, what did Stephen say? Seventy eight days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was cr- I mean, which is crazy, uh, you know. Right? Seventy eight days. We're in the double digits now. Yeah. We are in the double digits now. Um, they did uh, reassure uh, people once again. They took a lot of questions on stream, and of course, some people ask questions that have already been answered. Yep. Uh, but there was the whole concern about uh, are your looks going to affect your stats at all? And they reassured people that it's going to be power uh, and vanity uh, that the yep. two things do not affect one another. Um, which I think is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um, your your colors can be used to, like, they do affect gear to some extent, it looks like. Um, and that they're going to be talking about customization on weapons and possibly a later stream. Yep. Uh, they also briefly talked about um, maybe switching off between Ben and Mike and showing off other people from the team uh, in future streams. So that's really cool. And, of yeah. course, um, I know that I would be personally disappointed if I didn't bring up the fact that we got to look at the N7 uh, <laughs> vinyl. Uh, I don't think I'm going to wear it, but just the fact that it's there and the fact that they've been saying that they're probably going to include references to other uh, Bioware IPs, yeah. I'm very excited for that. 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought it looked pretty stellar. You know that that N seven Ranger really looked really good, um, and it was kind of funny because we were talking about that on our Discord today uh, about what do we want from the future streams, right? Because Mike Gamble's talking, asking like, okay, what do you want from the next stream? Which they said you know it's going to happen in a couple weeks. Obviously, there's Thanksgiving coming up, and so maybe you know first week of December it'll probably happen. Um, but and I was like, well, you know, I really would just rather have them sh- play the game and have random people on from the dev team talking to us about making the game. And I think it's cool. You know, I didn't really think about, you know, showing off the weapons separate and the gear separate, you know, those kind of things. Um, Because I was hoping for some of that today, but I'm glad they just stuck with just straight, uh, you know, cosmetic customization stuff, which is really cool. And something I'm pretty stoked about. So anything else, JD? Uh, No, not. Not really. I I got really excited uh, seeing this uh, seeing the stream today. Uh, yeah. Customization is a big part, and uh, I am beyond excited uh, now. To like, I already am brewing up ideas for the uh, javelins. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking at you know all the different options. I know in the past where I've, I've tried, you know, I've spent time like, okay, this is what I want it to look like. And I'm trying not to really do that. I'm trying to just let let it flow, you know, until I actually get it in my hands. And I don't want to get too uh, too overhyped, you know, because then it just kind of kind of burns out. But um, oh, yeah. lots of cool stuff. The game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, I'm super stoked for this. So I guess if there's nothing else, we're going to go ahead and end this episode um, for Stephen and Mike, whose power is still out, uh, you know. They can't be here. But uh, as we always say, there's a shaper storm coming. We'll see you on the other side. Bye there's no, bye. no crazy music tonight. Steven will probably put it in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's how it goes. I don't know. I'll try my best, okay? Budget cuts. Yeah. Oh, I guess we can we can tell you the links, right? You can go to FreelancerCodex.com. You can catch us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash FreelancerCodex. Hit us up on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, or if you want to email us and complain about Stephen and Mike uh, <laughs> not being here, you can hit us up at FreelancerCodex at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a Patreon. You can feel, pre- feel free to support us there if you want. Uh, you can catch Stephen at Stephen Lampson on Twitter, Mike at MLampson25, JD the Joke Dealer on Twitter, and myself, Yo. Never Fear. Um, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the, on the next one. Hope you guys are having a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.